welcome to the Max Supper Kitchen podcast. This is Food for Thoughts, where my dad and his friend Sean talk about stuff. All right, welcome to Max Effort Kitchen. I'm your host, Chef Matt, with my co-host, Sean Thornton. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing really good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. I'm, I'm loving, okay, I'm loving this uh, cold weather. Cold weather, blue yeah. skies, all day. I love it. I love it so much. All right, so uh, is it crisp? Yes. Is it brisk? What's crisp? <laughs> crisp is like, uh, when I think crisp, I think when you walk outside and you get that like, that instant like feeling on your skin of, of like, you know, not like needle skin, needle feeling, but like you hit, you meet the new temperature and it's like, Ooh, it's like, it kind of like makes you jolt a little bit subconsciously. (laughs) I was wondering if it was like crisp was also like dry outside versus brisk is like a wind. Yeah. But then like sometimes you go out, like you go out, like I said, crisp this morning, but I'm like, it's not dry at all. There's well, crisp and dew everywhere. Yeah, I was gonna say crisp could be like when you step on the grass and it crunches, like that could oh, be crispy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Huh? I it never thought crispy. about that. So, <laughs> yes, it it's is. a big deal to me. Is it crisp <laughs> or brisk? I like it. Uh, I like it. I don't like brisk. I will say that because I think brisk yeah. rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> brisk is. Get in your car quickly as possible. Go yes. where you need to go. <laughs> like it's like when you're going to the doctor and you know you're going to get you know checked in the bunghole. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. here we go. Buckle up, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I just said bunghole too. Oh my god, I haven't said that in years. All right. <laughs> What'd you have for dinner? <laughs> chicken and waffles. <laughs> yeah, no, I had chicken and waffles wow. today. Wow. Yeah. Um, I, okay. Listen, I didn't make the waffles, but I did. Um, I bought like, uh, what is it? The, they're like the, has the bear. It's the Kodiak bear protein waffles. They're huge. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. so I bought those and the other night, um, and I didn't text you this because it was the first night of, of the new thing at work and you guys have been working, uh, a, a ridiculous amount of hours that day. And I wasn't about to show you that I was barbecuing at night because I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to rub that shit in. <laughs> Look at this motherfucker. Yeah. So I, I sent it to Felix and I was like, there's something like really manly about um, barbecuing in 40, 40 degree weather. I barbecued like seven or eight chicken breasts and that's it. You know, it's just like prepping for the right. week. And so yeah, that's like the legit thing about like going to football games with tailgating. You're yeah. Like grilling in the cold. That's what I was thinking. Men I was like, getting together. <laughs> menly. You know, I was thinking about it. I was like, well, where does anybody else do this? And then, you know, obviously tailgating came up, but like mm-hmm. there's, so there's this thing with the, uh, the egg that I have and in the center of the grill, the little round piece, there's a little round piece that pops out. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something. Um, I put a bunch of coals in there, got them nice and hot and I kept the piece of the grill out of there and I threw in a couple pieces of like some really nice like dry like birch wood. 
And it I'll send you a picture of this later, but I, I circled that area with all the, the chicken breast and I let the flames come out of that. And it did something really neat where it seared the outside. It like gave, it gave the, uh, the chicken breast a sear almost. It was cool. Like I took a bunch mm. of pictures. I'll send it. Nice. To you. Yeah. Yeah. I've never done that before. Well, I gave it a nice smoky taste. What? Good. Yeah. What'd you have? Ooh, that sounds good. Uh, ramen made with a, uh, like a bone broth that Stephanie oh. had been working on for like 24 hours. Oh, uh, damn. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, chicken bone broth, uh, wow. just classic ramen noodles. We had some, a pork shoulder roast on Monday. Okay. So I used that. I cut that into cubes. I fried it in the wok, made it nice crispy to top for meat topping on the ramen. Uh, just some greens, sprouts, um, soy sauce, fish sauce, wow. hard-boiled egg. It was legit. <laughs> that is that is legit. Yeah. And I think when most people hear you say ramen, they're going to think instantly just regular top ramen. But I can assure you, uh, that wasn't no. That's not no. This normal instant top <laughs> ramen, dude. That is. I love yeah. the move of the egg. I love. I think that oh, is, that is yeah. a genius move. I love it too. And I've been really like working hard on the like cook on them. The yeah. perfect soft center still. Um, you know, it's like soft boiled egg, but really almost like at the last stage of it. It's mm -hmm. uh it's like seven minutes. It's pretty consistent, but uh mine were a little softer today. I like I wanna like do it a day ahead and then put the egg in like a soy sauce marinade and have it soak in that. Are you I talking like actually like that? Actually, uh, pre like peel them and then let them sit in the yeah, in the pre peel them, marinate them in that. Yeah, that's awesome. That would be really freaking cool. It's like, it's like a almost like a pickled egg in a way, right? I mean, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, no, that's a great that's idea. Um, I've done this other thing where you take sake, soy sauce, vinegar, you put that salt into and some sugar, and you you mix that up and it's in a, a pretty, it's in a, a bowl of a shallow dish and you're okay. just going to drop egg yolks in it what? and then cover it. And then it cures the egg yolk. And then you go like oh. five to seven days. Okay. And then you're, you're just like heating up rice in the morning and you're just putting one of those yolks on top of your rice with some furikake. Whoa, dude. Uh, living. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, soy sauce so cured eggs. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. I've done a thing kind of similar, not as cool as that, but um, where we took like quail eggs and we'd actually just laid them on a bed of salt and oh, yeah. overnight, and that cures it really quick. But you got to be very careful because if you leave it in there too long, it gets too salty. But and then you put those like you know on in polenta, like on a polenta or on some mm -hmm. some. I mean, we I did polenta cakes and it was like pork belly or plenty cake, pork belly. And it was when pork belly was really trendy. And then a, a little quail egg on top with some like micro basil. It was a nice little, nice little bite, but it was, I love that. Yeah. yeah, no, it was really good. And, but, uh, man, the, the sake move is that, that sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, it's legit. It came from an America test kitchen, I love um, it. cook, I don't remember their name, but they've gone on to do some other things. But yeah, I, it was something I learned about like, I don't know, 15 years ago. Um, I try, I do it a few times a year. I'm the only one who ends up eating them in the house. Mm -hmm. I think this year, maybe <laughs> yeah. Hazel will. Oh, cool. Uh, but 
no one else like i mean i don't know like to me it's beautiful they, right. there's just something that people are weirded out by it but it's yeah. great i mean and on rice i love it's like top top five breakfast for me light protein pack um ms you know umami flavors because mm-hmm. the furikake has got uh bonita and seaweed and yeah it's it's hopping so uh, I, I used to work at a restaurant, and uh, the thing that they would do for uh, the rookie uh, line cooks is we so we uh, we got fresh halibut in, and and uh, they they would pop the eyes out of the halibut, and oh, yeah. they would actually cure them on salt, just same way as yeah. I was just talking about, that. and they they put a bunch of herbs in there and salt and everything, and then cure it, and the rookie. If you're on your first day, we always there was always some there, um, but the, you had to eat it, just pop it in your mouth and eat it. And so, you know, being a rookie, I was like, well, okay, I guess I got to do it. So I pop it in and I was weirdly, I was weirdly surprised because there is a, um, I don't even know, like a pebble sized, uh, piece of cartilage right in the middle of the eye. And I was not expecting that, but other than that, it was, it was really good. Nobody ever, I tell that story to people and they're like, that's disgusting, but it was, it was really good. I know that that's a thing to eat. Like that's a delicacy. Yeah, uh, I've I mean, I've had like whole fish with their eyes on it mm-hmm. um, served to me like grilled style in Southeast Asia and Thailand. And I would uh, no one would ever eat the eye, but it was looking at you. you know? Yeah, I know. I mean, it was looking at you. Exactly. <laughs> There's something about your food looking at you that that <laughs> might turn you in a different direction. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Jesus. I love it. I love it. Especially with fish because they can look so like, uh, there's a, they, they, there's a certain look to a fish and when it's staring at you, you're like, no, bro, you want to fight? Yeah, and something? it's glossy, right? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, and it's got like this shimmer to it, like it's giving you the eyes and you're like, what's up? What do you got going on here? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know if it's right, but there's this like joke from this, uh, I don't even know if this is worth on a podcast. I'm going to say anyways, there is a sketch show yeah. Um, from Mr. Show, where they are on a life raft, a talk show like a 1990s Maury Povich talk show on a life raft. Okay. 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 And they're in the middle of the ocean, but like <laughs> they actually are in the middle of the ocean and everything's falling apart <laughs> and they don't have food. And like they're doing a show, like it's Maury Povich and they're like, they're arguing. It's like brothers and sisters and arguing. And there's some really crazy shit said, but at the end of it, the one main character says, before I die, I'm going to fuck me a fish. And that <laughs> is the joke. <laughs> yes. I love that. I'm sorry. That, that, I mean, that it's like the, pun- it's the punchline, nice. bro. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great. I'm going to fuck me a fish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, man. Uh, what? Okay, remind me what show I, I might Mr. Show it. with Mr. Show. All right, David Cross and Bob Odenkirk on HBO. Oh, I love Bob in Odenkirk. 92, 93, 94, 95. I think you okay. can watch them now on HBO Go or HBO Max, it's now called. Mm-hmm. I'm like two years behind time there. And then, <laughs> um, they so it was my favorite show for a long time. Uh, repeat watch for me, I've seen a lot of it, uh, it's really good. It, some of it has an age as well. Like when I watch them now, there's there's some things that you could do back then that that really just don't vibe, and yeah, they probably yeah. think that too. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I, well, I mean, and that, that goes for a lot of stuff. Like when we were growing up, like the things we would watch, you're like, did what, did what <laughs> did that just, yeah. was that said, was it yeah. meant? And why isn't anybody like, okay. You know, um, it's did you like Monty Python at all. Yes. Yes. So I, I, it's, I, yeah. It's like that. Like, you know how like their costumes are not all that great. You know, it's just like put a like that's what Mr. Show is too. Like they okay. if they want to look fat, they're just like putting a pillow in there and and you know, having really like poorly put on makeup or mustaches. Right. And right. that like element of just like like that it's whimsy to me, you know? It, mm-hmm. it you're just like having fun with what you got and making the best of it. Uh the opposite of Saturday Night Live, where they're it's coated with money and everything is uh Fully curated, yeah, it's fully curated, yeah. and then you're just like nobody. It's gotten to the point where Saturday Night Live is just it, it's hard to find a skit that's funny anymore. I can't even watch it. You know? I can't watch. I it know either. it still has. I know it still has cultural viability, and yeah, that's a ton of respect to that. I mean, yeah. that is an incredible feat all the years. Uh, but I don't know. Like, do you just like move on from it? Like, is it just get not to be your thing anymore? Is it for a certain age group? You know what? Know. You know what I do is I actually, Alana and I will watch the old school ones. That's all. What, you know, what, what years? You know, okay. So Adam Sandler years. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anything with Will Ferrell. I I think Will yeah. Ferrell was at his best in uh, Saturday Night Live. That's my personal opinion. I think that you know once he hit the movies, yeah, he had some funny stuff, but like he was his best uh, comedic, almost peak mm-hmm. in Saturday Night Live, in my opinion. Um, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I, maybe some of the Jimmy Fallon era, um, you know, Mike Myers. I stopped watching around then. Yeah. That was probably when it started getting, going downhill as after all that, those guys. Yeah. Um, It also was on late. Like, I mean, that was, and and when it first was on for me, like you're also eighties, like you could watch it, but you could only watch it once, you know, like unless you recorded on VHS and it was late. So when you're like 15, you know, that's hard to kind of like make it happen, but I felt like it was really good back then, but that's what I was saying. Is it an age group thing? Mm-hmm. Is it options? Mm-hmm. Too many options now? Yeah. Too, way too many options, you know, and you make a good point. Like um, I remember like having friends that I, we could stay up super late at their house on a, on a Saturday and yeah. we were able to watch it and we were thought we were doing something so wrong by watching the show. Yeah. But we loved it, right? And that's the only time you got to see it is when you stayed night at their house once every you know two months or something. Yeah. But yeah, and the music felt relevant too. Always, yeah, it really was. Yeah, it, it fell apart. But it, you know, I think that's in retrospect. I can't say it fell apart. I think that Our... we uh, moved on with the kind of comedy that they're doing, and maybe that speaks to a certain person, like you're saying, right? But I think like this week, Saturday Night Live is doing Dave Chappelle with Black Star as the music. What? Yeah. See, I might just yeah. watch it because of that. <laughs> I, I got to be honest. I, I love Black Yeah, Star. I mean, I'm like, I'm now like, okay, I haven't watched this in like 10 years, 15 years. Right. Is that, is this the reason to watch it? Like Black Star? Like what's, go, what's going on? Well, they're obviously trying to do something, but yeah, I mean, I'll watch it for the music. Even, and I would say nine times out of 10, the music isn't like mind blowing or anything. And the the opening montage of of what's his Dave Chappelle will probably be good and halfway political and a lot of stuff that he probably shouldn't say. But 
Um, That's why no cra- they're putting him on because yeah, he, yeah. I mean, he's probably going to not do that. Like, I think, you know, I don't know. There might be another It'll point border. to this, but it'll be borderline. I think. Um, yeah. He was on, I feel like he was on last year at say around the same time. I might've Oh, he does it, it often. Yeah. This isn't the first time he's been on. I've seen him on here before and he does, he pushes the line and he gets, and I think that he does it very tactfully. Um, mm-hmm. But he he pushes the line pretty good, and so it's it's actually a pretty good watch. All right, yeah, All right. yeah. Anyways, it's late though. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we are old. We are it's old. on YouTube or something, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Afterwards. You can watch it on Instagram the next morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got. <laughs> so you had posed a question to me, and um, I'm totally into talking about it. So. Um, let's let's explore what you know like why don't you go through what you were what you asked me about all the like the weightlifting stuff okay yeah so i guess my thing was is i wanted to know when you like started because we worked together so long i never asked these questions i'm like it's like why not ask it like on this uh on the pod on the pod (laughs) yeah Yeah. Uh, i think we should start saying that like Yeah, we were talking on the pod the other day. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I'm right. down with that. Okay. All right. I'm in. Well, I'm fuck, in. Fuck I'm everyone in. else. I'm in on that. <laughs> Love it. All right. Um, so when did – obviously, I know your story about, like, playing football, being an athlete. Is that, yeah. like, what kept you just always lifting weights? Or were you um, – did you take a break of lifting yeah. weights ever in your early 20s? Yeah. So, you know, I got out of uh, college football and and doing that thing in Australia for a little bit. And uh, I came to a point where I had been lifting weights and and playing football and sports and everything pretty much ruled my life for a solid six years. Right. And in your 20s, when you come out, of, I, I felt when I came out of it, I needed a break and I didn't know what to do. Um, and obviously, during that time in my life, I was like, well, I got a bunch of friends that are partying. Might as well hang out with them. So I actually, that that's the point in which I started spinning records because I was like, I, I've always been this type of person that needs uh, a, a hobby. I need a hobby for mm-hmm. just to keep my mind busy. And so mm-hmm. I started hanging out with some friends that were, uh, that were spinning records and they taught me a little, you know, things here and there. And then I went out, got my own, started spinning records, you know, hanging around the, in that. But I did, I took probably... I'm going to say a good four years uh, off of pretty much any athletics. And then Mm -hmm. uh, when I moved to Portland, uh, I came up here just to basically get, get away from a bad scene. And it was Mm -hmm. just, it was a lot of drugs. It was a lot of partying and it just wasn't going down a good path. And so my family lived up here. So my dad's like, yeah, come up. I'll rent your room until you can find your own place. Well, I came up here, did that. And I got a job at a, um, private uh, tennis club up here in Beaverton. Mm-hmm. And I was just like a front desk associate. And then it, but by being there, I was exposed to weights again. I was exposed to like swimming, uh, tennis mm. and the competitive nature of all that stuff. So, you know, when you're working at that place, you got to like fit in, I, in a way, I mean, not fit in, but I was like, you know, I'm in this realm of like athletics. I might as well work out. I get a free membership. So that's all I did. I didn't have any friends up here. So I would go right. I'd go to work. I'd work my seven, eight hour shift. And then 
I would go work out and then I'd go swimming. I would literally be at that place almost all day because I didn't have anything to do, you know? So I was just like working working out and having fun. And um, that job came to an end and I was like, well, what do I do now? And I started doing CrossFit and oh. CrossFit. <laughs> yeah. No, that's Cross- what happened. It went like boom to CrossFit. Yeah, it went boom to CrossFit, but it was very short because I did it for about seven months. And then, so I did CrossFit and I was like playing basketball with John in the mornings. And it was right when I got hired at Pizzicato. Um, and all of a sudden, um, I ruptured my Achilles. And so I was out yeah. for a year and year and a half of pretty much any uh like physical activity with my legs so like mm-hmm. <laughs> i got fat <laughs> i got real 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 fat right. um and uh so i but i also got really 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 motivated to uh get past that injury and when i got past it um or when i when i started when i got went from the cast to the boot and i started being able to like actually walk around with the boot and being very mobile um I started looking into like, okay, what can I do? You know, what can I train for? What can I look towards um, to get me through this time period? Because it was highly depressing for me. Um, and and the depression because of your hobby, like you're you're like, is that because you're wanting to be busy, like with this hobby thing? Like, where's the motivation that it's working out and not? It's more else? of it's more of like when you, you know when you lose something that you've always had. Like I, I was losing yeah. an identity. Because my right. identity, oh, I always identified as somewhat of an athlete because I've always been doing athletic stuff. Right. And so, and so you're feeling fulfilled doing this. Like it, yes. it's making you yeah. feel whole. It's keeping me happy. Right. You know, they're pumping me with all these like uh, pain pills and oxycodone crap. And I'm just yeah. like, you know, it got to a point, dude, that Christmas was crazy because it got to, I, it got to a point where I was like, I cannot take any more of these pain pills. Um, a, they make me feel way too good <laughs> and B yeah. like, I don't want to be, I don't want to come out of this addicted. Like you hear a lot of people doing. So I sold them. <laughs> I sold them all. And I, you know, I was, yeah. so I don't know if, uh, if you ever heard, but like Pizzicato had to fire me. They basically had to let me go. Firing is a bad way of putting it. They had to let me go because technically I could not perform my job. Uh, yeah. 12 weeks. Yeah. Went long. Yeah. It, well, it was yeah. three. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was twelve weeks. So three months ish. Yeah, three months plus. And so this was in October that this happened. So it, I didn't get rehired back until January. But and I, I shoot, I've talked to John about this a million times. But when Christy told me that she had to, you know, they couldn't keep me on, and there was really nothing for me to do, um, I was told by you know my area manager, which is John. He goes, we're going to save this job for you. Don't worry about it. And I was like, you're going to save it for me. And there was a part of me that kind of didn't believe him. Like, I was Mm -hmm. like, there is no way he's going to save this. But lo and behold, dude, he kept in touch with me. He was like, tell me when you're ready. You know, I'm going to call you every, you know, couple weeks or so. And come January, January 1, I was like, I'm ready. And he goes, okay, we'll get you in in about two weeks. And I was like, (laughs) Just like that, like it was crazy, man. It was. And it was the same Westmoreland, same yeah. position, same position. AM, right? No, I uh, GM. 
I, GM, okay. They hired me as an AM, and within three days, they fired the GM and, and put me to the. Oh, GM. Okay, I thought I wasn't sure. I thought you got hurt within like three days. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah I got hurt yeah. within like probably. Uh, I got hired in July, and so I got hurt in October. So I was I was there for a couple months. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and you know, I mean, I was doing a fairly good job. I I, I thought I was obviously I they enough to keep me, but so you know that whole thing happened, and I I told myself I was like you know that that's a that's a really cool thing in life that just happened but you still got to move towards your you know identity as an athlete and so i started doing spartan races you know, are you familiar with those yeah yeah it's like those adventure races like and, and mm-hmm. i completed one it's funny because i did one i did one with a gopro on <laughs> it was oh a, nice yeah they're, they're ridiculous anyways did that um but what really got me into weightlifting was because after um, after the Spartan races, I went into CrossFit again and got really deep into it and found out how, how ugly CrossFit is a brand. It is not a style of working out. It is very much a brand and they're making money. They're there to make money. Yeah. 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 No fault to them, but it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Um, and then I found, I, 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 I ran, were you around when I was like side hustling, man, managing a gym? You were. Yeah. 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 So I was doing that for a little bit. That gym closed and I found yeah. myself at a big box gym and I met somebody and, uh, and who is now my coach. And he was like, why don't you come start lifting with us? And it, it just became something that I could do, um, in my older age, I could still compete at, um, it mm. was healthy enough to where I was able to still do my job and have my career and have my family. And it wasn't a huge commitment. And, okay. uh, yeah, that's, that's, a, how, that's how so, I got into it. How's the difference in like team sports that you did do to what you're doing now? Like, where's your connection? Cause I, we were just watching cheer. Okay. And okay. I was also thinking, they was talking a lot about growing up and playing in organized sports and Never really like having like there's something pretty unusual about working together in sport. And I was just wondering about like how you go from doing those team things to finding something that's more about yourself, like yeah. working with yourself. It's Where tough. do you do you miss a team thing or have you found like do you find similar camaraderie with like your coach? Yeah. So my coach, I'm actually on a weightlifting team. And so in in order to actually you don't have to have a team to compete, but um I joined a team. And and the team comes with a coach. I have there's a there's a head coach and assistant coach. Now we are an online based team, but there are one, two, three, four local athletes that are on this team as well. And that's my friend group right now. Like we get together every Tuesday, is the and and we we train together. Um, yeah. And outside of that, I train by myself in the garage. Um, my family is really, uh, a part of everything I do. So like my garage mm-hmm. gym has my garage gym has a, a platform and all my weight stuff and my squat rack, but also it has like uh, a TV out here with a couch and where the kids can like watch stuff mm-hmm. or, or play the Xbox. And there's a little art studio where like Jackson will like to paint rocks or Alana will stay out here. And we just kind of listen to music and I lift weights and, and 
it's a, it's an interesting little mm-hmm. scenario, it's but cool. like, yeah. we're, but like during the summer, I have my garage door open and neighbors will come by and say hi. And it's kind of a cool thing. Yeah, we got thing. a neighbor who does it still. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you, so I, I didn't know if that was a normal thing in all neighborhoods, but yeah, um, every white neighborhood's got a guy, <laughs> got that guy that has the, <laughs> you know, it's funny because when I started the garage gym aspect, I felt like, uh, what's his name? Kevin Spacey. From is it a beautiful uh, mind? American what? Beauty. American Beauty, where he's he's oh, smoking man. a joint, yeah, doing like yeah. bench press. I'm like, that yeah. is what is happening right here. That's what's happening, <laughs> and it kind of that's is. actually it's like the introduction in a way for marijuana. That movie was because I remember that shit, and it was kind of. I remember watching that movie and being like, "What is that? What's going on there? You can just like do that and feel like this." That scene was incredible. It really was. Yeah. It's it's empowering because he's doing what he wants in his yeah. in his garage, smoking like the there's you know all these things with weed where it's like oh you can't be athletic you know if you smoke if you smoke weed you're a stoner and you're probably sitting around eating food watching TV all day, but that's not necessarily yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not at all. Not at all. And I think that was part of that. That was the start of breaking that barrier. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. For me, it was at least. So but. now, like, I like that, though, like the dynamic. I mean, my, Steffi does yoga um, mm-hmm. and the kids are participator on the side of it. And yeah, uh, I will work out sometimes then I won't. And yeah. I will and I won't. I'm not. I don't like. I don't really get much from this. <laughs> I'll do it because I think I need to, but it's not, it doesn't, I'm not like getting motivated. All right. This is another question for you. I don't really okay. know how to say this right. Okay. So I've noticed like a separation in your goals for weightlifting. Yes. Are different than our coworker. Oh yeah. Ben price. Yes. Right? Yeah. Very much. It's so. like you're, doing the same thing but it's like different and i've been wondering about your two's dynamic on that or like i mean you're you're combined you do the same thing but ben's doing it for an alternative reason than you so that and that's kind of where there's a misconception because what ben does is he goes into a, a box gym and he's like you know he's doing curls he's doing you know crunches He's doing, um, you know, the the only similar thing that him and I do are squats. I do, mm-hmm. th- I do three lifts. I don't, I'm not, mm-hmm. I don't do any curls. I'm not doing crunches. I'm not doing anything. I do, I squat. I do a front mm-hmm. and a back squat, and then I do what's called a clean and jerk and a snatch. The worst names possible for any freaking thing li- lift or whatever. But, but that's all I do. But they're full body movements. It's lifting a bar from the ground overhead in a certain uh, technique. That's it. But Ben, on the other hand, Ben is more um, doing it for physical fitness. These, I, feel, I wasn't sure if it's like fitness or sculpting because he's like, uh, I would say both. I don't know. I would say those yeah. go hand in hand because there's a physical fitness that is about. There's a saying in in this world. And I don't know if you've ever heard it, but like, um, they're saying like, you do this workout, you'll hear this a lot. This is a pitch that like sales, uh, fitnessy salespeople will say you do this for six weeks. You'll look good naked. I hate it when people say that 
I'm not trying to yeah. do this to look good. I'm trying to do this because it's an athletic competitive sport. And so you go yeah. out to competitions and I compete with other people on how much I can lift on those two lifts. The squat aspect is just an accessory type thing, but yeah, this is, I mean, so this, you're not doing like when you're training, are mm-hmm. you, you're specifically training for those three moves? Yes. Right. Are And are you, what else like and you're just lifting are you just lifting weights are you stretching a lot are you doing push-ups or sit-ups or doing things like that no so i i do stretch um i do what's called uh what is it it's it's wad wad something it's uh it's like a 15 minute uh like active stretch right before i lift and then Outside of that, um, that's that's probably the basic of my stretching. Um, I don't do any sit-ups or push-ups or anything like that. Um, but afterwards, I'm all about recovery. So I take like <laughs> uh, I'm going to get judged on this one. I take hot bath. I'll take a hot bath every night. Right. It's like Epsom salt bath um, because yeah, yeah. It, it really helps my joints and it makes me feel right. a little bit, just that little bit better to get out of bed the next my day. My wife calls it hydrotherapy. It's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. And I, I use a lot of like tiger bomb. I, I roll out a lot. Um, I'll do like, um, and they're called empty bar movements. And so it's just a barbell with no weight on it. And I'll just kind of like move through that most through the motion, which is minimal weight, just the weight of the bar, which is, you know, uh, 45 pounds. And so, mm-hmm. and what that does is that just gets my blood moving a little bit. And it actually warms me up and, and helps me move better throughout the, the lifting and the workout. Um, but no, you know, I'm not doing like pull-ups and sit-ups. And I, I did all that. I did that in CrossFit. And it was something that I quickly realized that with my mentality of competitiveness versus what you're asking me to do, my body is not going to hold up on that. And mm-hmm. so I found something very simple. It's hard, but it's simple. And it's fun. Oh, yeah, I get that. I get that. Okay. That's legit. Yeah. So, you know, and when Ben and I talk, you if you ever notice, like him and I will talk about squats and maybe yeah. that's <laughs> it, right? Yeah. yeah. You're like, why are you guys always talking about squats? Shut up. Like, <laughs> But that because that's the only relatable thing to what we do. Yeah. It's interesting. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I had wondered about that. It's yeah. like it was weird to me. I like that you said that it's simple but hard. I really like that. Well, and that's what it that's what keeps me coming back. It's simple. Yeah. It is it's three lifts. But it is very hard to do and the the to put your point of the team aspect, I get team once a week. Outside of that, yeah. there's like there's like a private Facebook page that I never get on because I'm just like I I don't I don't like the social media aspect of it. So, yeah. um but, but like this show cheer yeah. is it's cheerleading in uh junior colleges in Texas. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And the team aspect of that sport is incredible because you know it's timing, oh, continuity, yeah. and there's like the spiritual and emo- emotional connection that they need to have with each other in the moment and the energy they have at their age and like it is like rah rah, let's go, motivating. Your coaches are like uber motivated, positive people, direct, and it is a 
I was like, I've had that one time in sports when I actually had like a good coach. Yeah. Because that's what it takes in yes. a way. Good coach, good culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I don't know. But then there's like just sports like golf and tennis that are a lot of fun to play, but it never has like such. It never, I had always had fun playing with that. But there was something about the team aspect that is invigorating. And we have that at work. I was trying to talk to Steffi about that too. Like we do actually still do teamwork. You know, it's not absolutely it's high energy, but there's like every day it's you have your library team, I have a work team, mm-hmm. ask for help. Someone reaches a handout. Someone knows when something isn't right. Yeah. You know, like yeah. um, you could tell somebody something when you're pissed off and you know that it's it's going to be all right. Well, it's, it's interesting because I, and I've talked about this before, but the this industry is my sport. Like the kitchen mm-hmm. is my sport. I look at it as a sport. And I I think almost to a fault, I look at like the people I work with as a team. Like we are, um, you know, we're, we're teammates, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. when I mean to a fault, I mean, that's just some interpersonal stuff. Like when you're a teammate, you should be able to do everything together. But in a business world, there has to be separate um, lanes or categories at a, to a certain point. I do understand that. It took me a while to understand that though. Um but we are a team and we have to lean on each other. Like, like we were talking yesterday, dude, like when, I don't know if, if this is like, if you're like this, but like when, when something big is happening, when COVID hit, when um, the recession in 2008 hit, when all this like major stuff happens, I, mm. that, I'm at my best <clears throat> because I have this um, innate like feeling to get, to rise, my, rise to the, to the occasion and compete and perform Mm -hmm. and and so when i'm it's like uh when i'm at my worst is when there's not much going on and i'm like i need i need something to do (laughs) i need a fire to put out which doesn't hasn't no let me say let me preface let's just fire let's just get rid of somebody (laughs) well we don't have to do that it just happens on its own it just happens yeah um and i was going to say like in the past 2 years i haven't felt that feeling so uh, yeah that's not there um but yeah dude i think this is i think uh there's an aspect of team in life that, that is very much necessary yeah i mean and if you uh, you got to like say in everything you do, unless I just wonder, like working from home, maybe you don't need it, but like you could, <laughs> if you go into something and even within the team, you have these people who are just like so individualistic, Yeah, you know, and that's yeah. great. You need someone to just like take a risk. It's okay. Yep. Um, but if you got someone who can't compromise in your team, that's a tough, tough moment. And uh, it really is. It's always got to, well, that's what it's... makes teams. It's fun in a way. It's just like the crazy dynamics that come and, going and the more you're in it the longer your tenure is and you see all these unique things yeah. about people and you got to adapt to it and figure it out i like that too i like that too and i think there's an aspect of that that really speaks to like my uh, my soul i guess but it's it's the aspect of like as we grow in this industry and we grow in our positions and like over the years you can see the progressions but adapting and doing all that stuff you just said is like it comes so second nature mm-hmm. and it's no longer like a, a two month long period of adapting. It's more of a two day period. You're like, okay, we got to adapt or a two hour period. You know, we got to adapt and we got to make this work 
because that's what we do, you know, and yeah, that's what's going to make us successful. And I think that's why, you know, we work well together is because we're <laughs> you and I adapt really well, you know. Yeah, and, definitely. And, and it's just it's like it's almost like over these past couple of days, I've I've just tried to channel like what you do. And just, right, I know. That's what I was telling John. He's like, get it really go there, do it. Yeah, Those, you always like, are doing just going. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and it's good to have people around you that I like around me that I can like kind of uh, steal things from in a way. Like, okay, I see what he does daily. When he has to be over here, I can go over here, and I can yeah. do that. You know, and you know, there's 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 good sides and downsides to that. I think that people. Um, tend to hang their hat on they can do too much they can do a lot oh of yeah things, a lot of things like <laughs> and and then you just kind of get nothing really done very well i yeah, don't know you try and go to sleep and you're thinking about it too much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean uh, you and i i know you sometimes that happens no matter what yeah <laughs> like you can't even control it like correct how did this happen so as far as um team sports and and sports in in your life like what was your what was your experience with team sports? Oh, baseball, soccer, uh, okay. basketball. Um, I was hoping you'd say like basketball. That. Okay, yeah, but then I also ran cross country. And, That's right. Uh, that was like the, and that was that different experience. And I only did it to be in condition for soccer, like, right. um, which like actually brought some relative joy besides this brutal running yeah i'll take yeah. running's overrated right i i am in full hundred percent support of that i you know what's not walking is legit walking right? is legit. Walking. yes yes and, because we take walks as a family dude that's great it's awesome yeah you can it just and it, you burn calories, you move your body. It's good. You burn as much as you would running, but it just takes forever to get us there as long. So you never actually get to that point. Uh, yep. It's just, it's good. The only thing it's missing. And I think the reason why it's not popular is it doesn't have the fancy wardrobes and the advertisements <laughs> of sweaty people running, you know, like it's sexy and they have outfits and yeah. fancy shoes and shit. Well, I want some fancy walking shoes. I mean, you do have the fanciest of fancy walking shoes. What are you talking about? You wore them the other yeah, day. I do. Yeah. Those, those I do. new balances are badass. Yeah. Um, I do. But, but think about legit. it. And then give me some shorts. Think about the thing about the, uh, the push when uh, speed walking was a thing with like, oh. with like weights on your, uh, on your ankles. Yeah. And you're like walking yeah. with weights in your hands and you're just like <laughs> pumping around. Yeah, you know what? That was legit. I, I can ball out. <laughs> and think about their outfits. It was like neon color, like full on jumpsuits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, dude, that needs to come yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Well, Steph, Stephanie and I do it sometimes and we get like the strut going with the, oh, <laughs> the elbow awesome, side. You can dude. get burning, dude. It's so fun. I love I wanna, that. I want to just like do it all around town. And that's what like, I was, and now it's terrible weather. And I was like, I'm going to take yeah. this town over walking. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's great. Dude. And I think more people should do that. <laughs> Running is more people should walk. More people should Running's walk. Running is whack. It's overrated. Yes. <laughs> overrated. Don't bad do for it. your knees, bad for your ankles. You're going to roll an ankle yeah. people. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Fly through shoes left and right. 
Oh, I love it. So um, we uh, we're coming kind of up on time here, but we we're going to start a new thing on the podcast, which is uh, on the wait. Sorry, we're going to start a new thing on the pod where oh yeah the pod, <laughs> the pod where our outro song is going to be a song that either Sean and I pick. And um, I don't know if you listened to the last show, I picked uh, that the work song, and it that's one of my favorite songs. But Sean, you've picked a song. You want to talk about it? Yeah, OC Time's Up. Um, this is a song from 1994 in uh, New York rap. Um, part of something called the Dig in the Crates Crew. Uh, a lot of stuff with, you know, I mean, it's a lot about sampling and uh, some basics of hip hop culture. Right. Uh, this song I like a lot and always, I've got like about top five songs or things that I le- latched onto and that would be like selling out and mainstream being whack and things that I really do like a lot. And I liked a lot back then. And I still um, really do like love that idea of the mainstream being whack. So uh, do I listen to anything mainstream? Hell no. And this is uh, legit. And there's things like you lack the minerals and vitamins, irons and niacin, Fuck yeah. that fan rapper sit back i'm about to begin oh. and it just goes off Hell and it yeah. is legit mm-hmm. and i i get i get really amped up when i listen to the song i love I'm it tell, i'm telling you this song uh, i've listened to it probably like um uh, I, can you hear it i'm playing it in the background i, don't know I can hear it. a little bit yeah okay it's supposed to be softly i'm gonna play it real loud at the end there when i when yeah. i do editing and all that but um i'm telling you dude this song it, it just it spoke to me the second I turned on, and I was like, okay, now I'm listening to their their complete like Spotify page, and I haven't turned it off in in probably a week now since you sent me yeah. this. And it's, yeah, I mean, uh, so you're like this song after the next one of other kind of songs like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just like I, I'm going through their entire genre, like their entire book yeah. have on Spotify, and it is. It's something else, man. I'm so happy. It's like I was looking for something, and there it is. And that's what I love about what we're doing here. It's kind of like a play off the uh, um, the album club, where we're just going to pick a song and we're going to play yeah. it. Maybe open. I like this videos. is one more rhyme. Okay, of course we got to pay rent. Some money connects, but uh, I'd rather be broke and have a whole lot of respect. Boom! Yes, yeah. that's what it's about. Awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Oh man, I, okay. I, I think we got to end on that because that was fucking sweet. Um, and I'm going to say one thing: I bought a DJ controller unit. Nice. I'm jealous. I haven't taken it out of the box yet, <laughs> and I'm like waiting till this weekend to really like do it. So I really want to do it too. I just yeah. can't like I can't put it together in my head and at this point, but um. Well, when I've been I get it out, a lot about it. When I get it out and play with it, dude, we'll have to get together and, and do that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I'm down with that. All right, man. Well, um, have a great night. <laughs> this was a great show. I love yeah. the I love the music thing, and uh, we'll see you. Talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Boom! Right. Boom! <laughs> The minerals and vitamins, irons in the niacin. Fuck who did I appear? Rapper sit back, I'm about to begin. Bow, foul, talk, you squall. Never even walk the walk. More or less destined to get tested. 
been arrested My album will manifest many things that I saw, did, or heard about Or told firsthand, never word of mouth What's in the future for the fusion and the change of rappers are in danger Who will you switch to be a remainder When the missile is aimed to blow you out of the frame Some will keep their limbs in, some will be maimed The same suckers with the gab about Killer instincts will turn bitching Knowing damn what they lack in this division The connoisseur, cracking your head with a 4x4 Realize, sucker, I'll be the coming like Noah Always simmer you down, perpetrating facade And what you consider an image To me this is just a scrimmage I feel I'm stoned, not cause of Bapa wear my cap cock The more emotion I put into it, the harder 